That isn't cranberry sauce already. Go on, Carlos. You're listening to the 2B Tuesdays podcast, a co-production from the Super Network and Pop4D, featuring hosts, Super Marcy. Hey, everybody, remember to put a condom on your computer. Feed the terrible Australian. <laughs> that that sounds like Charles Bronson. <laughs> and Professor Batch. She wants the revenge for the ones that took her bananas. This podcast contains explicit language. No, it's it, he said it all love, so that way when he, you know. Yes. Allegedly. Adult themes. It just wants to go down. <laughs> and potential spoilers. Spoiler alert. For more information, see the show notes. Visit supermarcy.com and you can show your support and get exclusive content at patreon.com slash the super network. Now to our feature presentation. My son just escaped from his school. I got molested in a little boy's room. Hands off my treasure, bosun moon. G'day everyone, this is B. Jemine, a.k.a. The Terrible Aussie, and welcome to episode 84 of the 2B Tuesdays podcast. And unfortunately, though, it's just me for this episode, because my usual co-hosts, uh, Marcy and Batch, weren't able to make this episode. And there's a good reason for that, because a couple of weeks back, I kind of talked about how... Pretty much I had to go drive Luis Lasso around town and it just got it was an absolutely insane night that I still have nightmares about. Still have nightmares about. So unfortunately for both Marcy and Batch, um Luis needed some help with a few things and needed some drivers to help her out. So she got Marcy and Batch to help her out and those poor souls there are they're having the just a nightmarish experience right now, hence why they're not here on this episode. However, though, I am not quite alone on this show because I have managed to bring in a very special guest for this episode and also our final film for Spooky Month here on the To Be Tuesdays podcast. And he is a guy who we consider around here as a legend of the Super Network because <laughs> he's been on the show many times since the conception of... Uh, the Super Network, and as well as I had to bring him back because the last time he was on the show was the infamous Hell of the Living Dead episode. Um, <laughs> so I had to make up for for that somehow, and that, of course, is my good friend Pat Torfey. Hello, Pat. How are you? With that build-up beat, I just the people are just going to be like, oh, I'm going to turn this off now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you, you, you got this far, and then it's like, that guy? Okay, sure. But uh, <laughs> no. Well, no, I think, Pat, know. we've well, Pat, if people have listened to any of our shows here on the Super Network since the beginning, you pretty much are, like, one of the the legends of the show, because, like I said, you've been here since the, like, guesting on this show, or any of these shows on this network since the very beginning. Well, that's true, but it's, I don't know if it legend is kind of the, the appropriate <laughs> word. It's just kind of, it's just kind of like, I don't know, that, there's some mystique to that. Really, I'm just a guy sitting here sipping tea talking with you but uh no i mean it's it's i guess if you want to call me a legend sure why not yes i'll i'll, I, I, I'll call you a legend or 24 7 of my life but anyway so um <laughs> well, i'm really glad you're here because like i said last time you were here on the show you were here for my another pick i did which of course was uh hell of the living dead which is an episode i still ha- <laughs> 
I still have nightmares about mainly because I've never heard an, a podcast episode go downhill so quickly. Like it started off strong and then you could feel the vibe just turn that whole episode down south was, so quickly. That was an experience. Uh, that was uh, something that uh, I don't think that I'll forget for a while. Uh, no matter how hard I try. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow, for some reason, that episode is one of our most downloaded of the year so far for the show. Well, there there you go. I guess people like to watch car crashes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or listen to them. Um, oh, yeah, 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 I know, yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad you are here because, once again, it's my pick for this week. I'm not saying maybe that's why... Marcy and Batch decided to go help out Louise Lasser because it is my pick this week. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm only assuming. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So for this episode, though, for the last one for Spooky Month, originally I, you know what? There's a, a filmmaker we talk about on this show a lot. And it's someone I always bring up every time a gory scene happens, anytime we watch, you know, a horror film on this show. And that, of course, is the legendary Italian horror filmmaker Lucio Fulci. And I decided, though, it, I think it's about time we tackled a Lucio Fulci film for this show. Unfortunately, though, the film I originally wanted to do for this show, which was uh, The House by the Cemetery, is no longer on Tubi anywhere. So, <laughs> so that was kind of a, brought a bit of a, like screw like it just kind of tore down the house of cards for me however though we decided you know what i need to still pick a bulgy film so we're gonna go with a film that for a lot of people uh consider to be his best film and even his most well-known film and that of course is the 1981 supernatural horror film the beyond yes i have done uh now before we started uh recording I had mentioned to to UB that I have not seen the beyond uh, in quite a long time, actually. So uh, this will be this will be a nice sort of uh, uh, refresher, if you want to call it that. I don't know. I mean, uh, as I had recently seen House by the Cemetery, and I know that uh, some people consider that to be, uh, you know, it's it's a it's an okay film. I mean, the the obviously the effects and the atmosphere uh, in House by the Cemetery are really well done. Uh, but even to this day, I'm sure that, the, and I'm not the only one, I'm sure that some people just can't stand the uh, the dub uh, for that one, the English <laughs> dub, and for, for good reason. I mean, uh, you know, you can just listen to it. Uh, once uh, once uh, Giovanni Freds' character, Bob, starts talking, uh, yeah, you kind of just want to, like, where's the, where's the, liquor sort of thing but uh <laughs> oh no, it's uh but no the beyond is uh, as you said it's uh one of his uh most well-known if not the most well-known right up there with zombie and it was actually branded a video nasty so you know that we're we're in for a good one if a film was branded a video nasty in the uk uh you know and of course if you've seen you've seen the beyond before you'll know why uh, so yes, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited too. It has been quite a while since I've seen the beyond that. I think at the time I saw it, like I only just started watching Fulci films at the time. And I don't think I was that big on this one, to be honest, mainly because like I thought, oh, it's very over the top. It, this plot doesn't make sense. It's incoherent. But then you kind of watch a lot of, uh, Fulci's other films <laughs> from oh, his yeah. filmography. 
and pretty much a lot of them are basically like that. So I kind of warmed up to that style that Fulci does with his film. So I'm kind of very excited to check out the Beyond the Gang. So uh, we'll get straight to it. And of course, for all of our listeners out there, uh, what you need to do is look up the film The Beyond on Tubi. And from my knowledge, it is playing on every Tubi everywhere across the world. And we're going to play the film from the very start. So I'll count us down from five. And when I say go, that's when you play it the movie and then that way our audio commentary will be in sync however though since tubi is a free streaming service they do play ads on occasion so whenever an ad does pop up we'll shout out ad and then that way you can pause the film and then when the ad is finished we'll let you know and we'll give you a timestamp of where we are at that point in the film however though if you're not interested in watching the beyond that's okay because i still think the episode itself will still be a fun listen to regardless so <laughs> so let's do this and yeah. pat are you ready to go full screen for fulci full, <laughs> full screen for fulci yes that's that's a phrase that i've not heard before and probably won't hear again but uh it sounds good so yes i'm already well, well if anyone ever does a podcast on lucio fulci definitely use the title full screen for fulci there we go yeah, uh, there I, go. <laughs> all righty, let's do this. Uh, count us down in five, four, three, two, one, go. And we've got the Grindhouse logo, so I'm already excited. Oh, yes. It's, uh, yeah, the, as I said, it's always a good time when you, uh, when a good time for Fulci uh, in general. Um, mm. Exactly. <laughs> Even though... And also- even though, as I said before, uh, Fulci films, uh, not the best in terms of dialogue and they're not the most coherent, but a uh, eh, whatever. I mean, uh, the uh, the gore factor is the uh, the main thing. Exactly. Ex- exactly. And uh, pretty much we're starting off in the past in 1927 in Louisiana. But that's the thing, though. I kind of realized like a lot of Italian horror films were either shot in New York or in like uh louisiana mm-hmm. oh no it's like i'm on the set of a horror movie with all the lightning now this was correct me if i'm wrong this was originally in color but then they just decided to throw a uh, a sepia tone onto it which i guess yeah, makes sense yeah, well, I was going to say, like, it definitely has that kind of, like, almost like the the first half of The Wizard of Oz with the sepia. Mm-hmm. Although I kind of am kind of curious to see, like, what this opening would be like in color. But I do like, but I think having the sepia definitely gives it that kind of, you know, old-fashioned feel, at least in this uh, beginning scene. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cheesy effect, but again, it's sort of, it uh, plays well with the, uh, plays well with the film all right everyone keeps sw- keep uh paddling around here in case we run into victor crowley or they swamp never, thing or one of them they don't really tell us what the uh the okay it's a i they don't really tell, tell us the year of it but uh or did they actually i can't remember oh yeah they did uh 1927 okay there we go so maybe i guess they did i guess they did have uh I guess they were doing this in the the uh, late twenties, 
I don't know, roaming around the swamps of Louisiana with torches. Yes. Because, I mean, why not? Exactly. <laughs> now, the thing about The Beyond is that it's actually part of a trilogy mm-hmm. of films that uh, Fulci did, which, of course, is the Gates of Hell trilogy, which include this film, uh, House by the Cemetery, which we were originally going to do for this episode, and as well as uh, uh, City of the Living Dead. Yes, I, it's, I feel bad because, again, I haven't seen a lot. Well, I shouldn't say I have seen uh, a lot of Fulci's films, but I haven't revisited them <laughs> them for the longest time. I guess it's kind of it's part of part of the uh, part of the reason, I guess, is because uh, you have to be honestly, you do really have to be in a mood uh, to watch a Fulci film. Mm. And also, the, also, I have to point out that. A lot of a lot of people in, in Fulci's films sweat profusely for whatever reason. I guess it's I guess they need to work on their uh, their air conditioning. I guess. I, but, but <laughs> I no, mean, even I, in winter they sweat. So. Oh yes, exactly. But no, it's uh, as I was saying, you do have to have be at a certain mindset for. Oh yes, mm. sweat. Uh, you do have to be at a certain mindset for uh, uh, for Fulci uh, for a variety of reasons. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, Fulci, I think, uh, well, the first one I ever saw of Fulci's work was, of course, Zombie, which I think is always the perfect start-off point if you want to get into (laughs) Fulci. But it's definitely his most, um, well, it's definitely his most coherent film. And it's his, like, most, I guess, mainstream film, if that makes any sense. Yes, um, I think that most people, uh, whenever whenever the topic of Fulci comes up with... uh, a lot of my coworkers, uh, they're they're they either respond with who or someone who has seen a Fulci film, which turns out to be zombie. They'll usually say, "Oh, it's that guy that did that film where they where the zombie fought a shark and then somebody got a splinter in their eye and you know so on and so forth." So it was basically that. But uh, you know, uh, obviously Fulci has done so much more than that. But uh, obviously uh it's it's still kind of as you can see right now there's there is a sort of uh uh acquired taste if you want to call it that and i've said said before that uh in fulci films people people animals everything seems to spring leaks and um (laughs) rather severe leaks put it that way Uh, i like how you call them leaks rather than just uh just them bleeding (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, when, when you think about it, I mean, uh, it really is just kind of he t- he does turn the hose on, put it that way. Yeah. When it comes when it comes to uh, the uh, uh, to the blood or whatever it is that uh, whatever it is that people. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hammer, yeah, and it's there not you the go, type there of. You go. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing, though. Like, Fulci, like, when it comes to his blood and gore in his films, it's not the type of gore that you would say it's fun because it's very visceral. Yes. And sometimes very, depending what is happening, almost mean-spirited in a way. But I think Mm -hmm. that's the point. Well, speaking of uh, (laughs) mean-spirited... Exactly. Um, But it's... He had some porridge. Yeah, yummy. 
So it's always, yeah, it's a I, I was going to say, it's there is, you're absolutely right. That is, it is very, uh, there is a mean spiritedness to it. And it's whether it's the, the visuals or the, it's the audio, put it that way. Mm. Um, mm. That uh, really does, uh, again, it goes back to what I said before in terms of the, uh, you have to be in a mood to watch, mm. uh, to watch Fulci. And that's one of the reasons why. Uh, yeah. And certainly uh, later, I'm sure later on, we'll find, you'll see the other reason why you have to be in a mood, because uh, the dialogue, as I said before, uh, is a little um, uh, cheesy. It, wanna, cheesy. Cheesy is probably not the right word for it. Uh, cheesy yeah. is, uh, you know, uh, there's a sort of like, ha-ha fun thing. I mean, to be fair, there is sort of, uh, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, there is there is some fun to have. Hey, Catherine McCall, woo! Uh, she's a Fulci uh, mainstay for a lot of yeah, movies, as, actually. yeah, and also she appeared in all three Gates of uh, Hell movies as well. But it adds different characters, not the same character. Though. Well, yes, exactly. Well, it'd be kind of difficult. Well, oh, I'm not gonna. I shouldn't. Spo- I shouldn't spoil that because if you you have to see House by the Cemetery. Uh, mm. I kind of just spoiled it there, but whatever. Ignore, <laughs> me. Ignore me. That's okay. This is a spoiler podcast, Pat. So that's okay. Older. Whatever. I was so. If, well, if that's the case, then I mean, her, I mean, her character doesn't survive there, obviously, in uh, yeah. House by the Cemetery. But uh, you know, it's uh, and given that Fulci has, uh, if anyone know, if, if you know Fulci uh, as a director in terms of his. Um, Again, you want you want to put it you want to put it nicely as possible, but uh, Fulci was demanding of his actors. Put it that way. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's putting it as I said. It's putting it lightly. You if you ever watch, if you ever get a chance, I'm sure that, that there are Fulci fans out there who know exactly what we're talking about. But uh, if you ever watch uh, any of the, oh ad uh, ad we got ad yeah ad so yes. <laughs> I keep forgetting, like, we're watching Tubi, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're watching Tubi. There's going to be an ad that pops up at some point. And luckily, this is Australian Tubi, so the ads don't last long on this version of Tubi. Okay. I was just going to say that I can't hear, I still can't hear the uh, the film feed, so. Hold on. And it's a grocery shop. Let's get to your faulty here. And we're back. That's hey. uh, eight minutes, Louisiana. 44 seconds. So again, right here, this is the other reason why, uh, again, Fulci is, uh, you have to be in a mood, given the uh, dialogue. <laughs> Which, to be fair, it's not, it's, I mean, there is a cheesiness, as I said, but at the, there are some instances where it gets very grating. Which mm. is, I guess it's, I guess it's part of the charm of, uh, of Fulci films. Uh, but I know that some people will kind of be like, why can't people die sooner sort of thing? And they, and that they just fell to his death. There you go. And he's just uh, suffered internal bleeding. <laughs> One of the things I find interesting about, well, not just, you know, faulty films, but just Italian horror films in general is like, 
for most of them, and particularly in the 70s, a lot of them shot without sound. And so they can redub the voices in post. So they can mm-hmm. do an Italian dub and an English dub. So that's why they never use sound at all during, you know, Italian horror cinema in uh, the 70s. I know it might have changed around this time because I, I sort of noticed now that Catherine McCall it looks like her voice isn't dubbed. Mm-hmm. But there are other actors whose voices are obviously dubbed over, which I always find hilarious. Yes, and of course there's, and of course also they're speaking English. The English speaking actors are obviously speaking English, but they've had their voices redubbed mm. uh, in cases, and it's just. Yeah, that was the, yeah, that's the other thing too. Like even if you're an English speaking actor starring in a Fulci film or a. Italian horror film, you actually had to redub your own voice, or somebody else would redub your own voice. And just again with the sweat, people just instantly start <laughs> sweating in uh, Fulci films for no apparent reason. Although they, well, <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say for no apparent reason. Of course, she, of course, Miss McCall now is completely dry. But uh, oh yeah, she's there's not a single bit of sweat on her compared to everyone else. But it's just it's. I don't know. I I understand completely. Oh, okay. All right. I take that. Oh, back. there's a little I, bit. There's a little I, bit. I take that back. But you know, it's kind of just. It's really sort of. I understand for the dramatic purpose and everything like that. But it's just at the same time, it's just you turn it on just a little too much. But again, that that's part of the charm of the uh, part of the charm of Fulci. I think there's a lot of <laughs> everyone. Everyone is sweating in this movie like they're Dwayne Johnson in Fast Five. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that phone rang. It, <laughs> Louise Lasser must be nearby. It's a rotary phone. <laughs> I don't think Louise Lasser will be on this episode. So she is uh, driving around with Batch and Marcy at the moment. Yes, so she's is. giving them the nightmare of a lifetime right now. So... <laughs> Oh, it's Martin Scorsese! Nice. Oh, wait, that's not him. <laughs> Joe's plumbing. Yeah, what well, an unoriginal speaking name. Of leaks. Speaking of leaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a good... See, see, this is why it was good that you're on here, Pat. So. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Although I just find it funny. It's the most unoriginal name, Joe's plumbing, because we even have like a, um, like a company here in Australia. I think it's called joe's something that's also like uh a mowing joe's mowing company i think it is oh yes <laughs> yeah i mean i could be wrong so but apparently they're a bunch of assholes but that's beside the point but anyways though um <laughs> well this guy looks Liz- like yeah go ahead i was gonna say this guy kind of looks like a well i should say we we just met him so i can't really see i can't really determine whether or not he's an asshole yet but you know i don't know generally speaking uh, I wouldn't be smoking right away, just introducing myself as a plumber, but whatever. I don't know. It's a, it's the 80s, so whatever. They can, that's that's our explanation. Exactly. It exactly. Was it was the, the 80s. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was the 80s. You were allowed to get away with that stuff at the time. But it kind of blows my mind now that I think about it now. This movie came out in 81. This movie is 41 years old, so this movie in nine years' time is going to be half a century old. That's crazy. It's weird. It's that is I. It's kind of I was going to say that uh, 
No, it's when you think I just realized that a lot of the stuff that I that I grew up. I mean, like uh, I know what you did last summer, a uh, recently, mm. uh, you know, hit 20. And I was just I thought that, oh, really? Wow. And of course, the yeah. big, you know, all the stuff, all the films you grew up with are turning those those magical sort of uh, those uh, having those magical anniversaries, you know, 20th, 25th, 30th. It's just like, dude, we're old. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's even like uh, a while back. This was many years on uh, the Super Podcast. You and uh, and uh, uh, James Oral, we did uh, a commentary for Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, which is, yes. Which yes. I, a commentary I still listen to every now and again. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and that, that movie next year is going to be 20 years old next year. Gosh. Yeah, I know. It's... And you think back and it's like, it's, I know we're supposed to be talking about the beyond, but it's just kind of, I bring this up and it's like, oh, this movie's old. But then you realize you just get off on tangents and, but uh, yeah, just 20 years old, 20 years after Freddy versus Jason first premiered. Wow. And it's kind of, yeah, I know. You, think, you think back, you think, look at it now and it's just like, there's, I mean, obviously now they couldn't have put it together uh, now uh given the circumstances but it was kind of one of those it was a long in long in the uh in production development hell if you want to call it that mm. and they finally when they finally get it guess what is this guy yeah <laughs> it's just basically fighting like where the leak is well i just it's like i don't think a hammer and chisel if you want to call it that that looks like actually what it looks like. One of yeah, the- that, I think that is a hammer and chisel, and he's using that to knock out a piece of the wall. I'm not sure if that's how it works. Yeah, I don't think that uh, I don't think that's part of the uh, the toolkit, normal toolkit for plumbers. But I was just gonna say that looks actually like one of the nails that they were using at the beginning on the uh, on the fellow. Oh yeah, it uh, does too. Yeah. That's right. Back when they were at the beginning, where they basically crucified him. Yes, when uh, Schweck was uh was uh and then had subsequently had uh acidic porridge dumped on him yes oh porridge uh, yes, <laughs> yes exactly. so so apparently yeah plumbers carry uh hammer and chisels with them uh in uh louisiana so why not it was the 80s you were allowed to do that well back that's, then. Uh, that's right yeah what am i saying that's right i completely forgot that it is the 80s so that i guess anything goes and of course gas lamps or not gas lamp, but uh, oil lamp. Yes. Because <laughs> nobody has flashlights in this movie. Well, the interesting thing is, like, with, uh, you know, Fulci's uh, Gates of Hell trilogy, like, they were basically kind of released in quick succession because City of the Living Day came out in 1980, mm-hmm. and both this and House by the Cemetery came out in 81. So... Fulci must have literally made these three movies back to back. And not only that, he also made New York Ripper at the same time as well. Yeah, it's just, uh, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to remember because, uh, I'm trying to remember where uh, House by the Cemetery uh, was filmed. It was filmed, I think it was filmed in and around Massachusetts. It was filmed in and around Massachusetts, that's right. So you've got basically, He's basically just going up and down the up and down the East Coast filming uh, his his trilogy. And uh, uh, that's like it's kind of insane. It's like 
because the Beyond came out in Italy in a on in April, and then uh, House by the Cemetery came out in August. So yeah, he was he was busy. Put it that way. Um, well, not only that, because Zombie came out in '79, so basically between '79 and '83, like like three years, like mm-hmm. Fulci released five films in three years. It's kind of mind-blowing, because he must be a very fast director. He's almost giving Ridley Scott a run for his money in the oh, yes. directing apartment. Well, I'm, I'm guessing, well, this is just probably, this is just the thing. I mean, maybe it's because that he was so demanding that he was just, you know, he was like, oh, oh yes. There we go. See, this is, oh, there goes eye trauma. We got yes, eyes coming go. out. <laughs> It would be a faulty film if somebody's eye wasn't pulled out or stabbed. It's just, it's not quite, it's not quite to the same extent. I mean, there is, that's a good one because I was more, when I first saw Zombie, uh, I was kind of, I was initially sort of taken, well, obviously taken aback by uh, the infamous uh, Splinter uh, scene. But when I but, you know, looking back, I would say that I was more. <laughs> just it's like, you got to stop, stop. Yeah, stop, I mean, stop. there's a woman and her dog in the middle of the road and you're still driving towards them. And he literally just like she stops like she just only just saw them just now, even though she's seen them for at least two miles beforehand. Oh, I know. <laughs> but no, as I was saying, I would say that. There's, I mean, it's probably because there was, there's, I bet those contacts hurt. Oh yeah, just the giant, I mean, look, giant sclera lenses. Yeah, those ones in particular, because those lenses, like, they look bigger, but also they have a bit more because they're, you know, because the irises or the lines in them are a little look like they got a lot of detail in them. So I can imagine they're not only very, they're not thin ones, they're very thick ones because of that. Yeah, and they would hurt. Yes. But but uh, no, getting back to what I was saying, I would say that probably the the uh, the scene from Zombie with the uh, the splinter in the eye. Oh yes, there's <laughs> this is a, this is again another sort of uh, thing with Fulci films. There are a lot of characters that just go around uh, by themselves, just saying are is saying the person's name. Uh, it seems to be a con- it's a common thing with uh, Fulci, but again, I keep looking, I keep on getting sidetracked. But no, as I was saying, I was I would say that there was be more I was more upset with the splinter in the eye from Zombie than I was with the the eye gouging uh, in uh, in the Beyond. Uh, just for the fact that there was, it's just part of it is just it's so con- <laughs> it really is kind of comical. It's just like you just looks like he's just like popping it out from like clay or whatever whereas yeah in the, uh, whereas in uh zombie it's kind of there's a lot of sort of it's e- the whole sequence is elongated and it's it really is sort of like wince inducing when you do see it because it's just something that's you know you know it's going to happen but you're not sure when it's going to happen whereas uh here obviously we just had something like you know, hand reaches out, pops the eyeball out, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that probably won't be the last time we see eye trauma in this oh, movie. No. Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. 
Damn it, Joe, you're supposed to be cleaning the leak. There's still water everywhere. Yeah, really. Where's I'm giving you a one star on Yelp. <laughs> or whatever the whatever the 80s equivalent was for Yelp. Yes. Yeah, I think he's I think he's dead, lady. <laughs> and she's standing right there. I can you not tell he's dead. See, this is what again, this is what <laughs> this is what I what I was saying before. There's people in Fulci films have a delayed reaction to pretty much everything happening. Uh you know, obviously I would be yeah. <laughs> and her reaction is like, oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah. Are you Joe, are you okay? <laughs> it's just kind of and, as uh, as uh, as I was gonna say I was gonna say on uh, they're on their type <laughs> Okay, she reacts to that. But not to the dead body of Joe. Yes, exactly. I was gonna I was gonna say that gosh those that must have been yeah. really painful to wear. Oh, it would have to have been. It would have to have been. But uh, no, I was I was going to say that uh, they're on Newfoundland time. That's a that's a Canadianism, I guess you want to call it that. Because if you're not aware, Newfoundland is on the far uh, the far east coast of Canada, and so it has its own time zone actually. So it's kind of it's the it's the latest time zone compared to the rest of the country, and so, so oh add ah. Yes. Oh, we're back at ads, and it's the supermarket ad again. They really like the. They really like. So the do you coffee. like? So do you like your dead bodies melting with a lot of goo coming out of it? Well, come to the supermarket and buy some oh, products. Exactly. It's just staring at this. I guess this was directed by Quentin Tarantino, wasn't it? <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, he, they kind of they, they kind of had to hide it, but it was this. Oh, it's super, it's Hello Fresh. Well, there you go. Uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, directing Hello Fresh. And we're Speaking back at uh, 2320. There we go. Speaking of fresh. Mm. <laughs> the, today's on today's uh, hella fresh uh, order. It's uh, dead bodies. I was going to say they're 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 locked in freshness. Yes. <laughs> and that dude who just died. <clears throat> and also a thing I always find funny. Characters don't only just die in a faulty film. Their literal bodies have to melt along with it. Oh yes, well. I know. I know. That's the thing. You just they they need to have that. Well, case in point, uh, uh, Schweck at the beginning, where he just where he had the one gash, <clears and> just <throat> instantly it's like there's whole ha, half of his face is already damaged. Uh, it's just kind of there's uh there's there's an over the top if you want to call it that an over mm. the top aspect of it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, he's gonna. He's warning him with an autopsy. Wait, we're at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even have an actual name. It's just called hospital. I, I'm sure if they. I'm sure if they ever did a 4K restoration, I'm sure you could make out what I, what exactly that sign says. Mm. Whatever. Let's yeah. Just, let's just go with hospital. That's the main thing. Oh yeah. Well, I'll say this though. In terms of 4K restorations, uh, House by the Cemetery and uh, New York Ripper, that Blue Underground release, are top notch. Top oh, yes. notch 4K mm-hmm. restorations of these of those films. Which uh, it's it's weird because speaking of the, speaking of the blue uh, blue underground releases, I was that cannot those cannot be the same grocery bags that uh, Catherine brought in House by the Cemetery. But whatever, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but I was gonna say that uh, I was kind of a little annoyed 
because uh, House by the Cemetery, the uh, the three disc uh, limited edition Blu-ray came out at the first uh, the first half of the year, and then six months later, uh, Blue Underground uh, put out the 4K edition, and I was kind of it was kind of like, well, what was the point of them? Whatever. I don't know. I mean, I I don't have I don't have a 4K player yet, so again, I shouldn't complain, whatever. But that being said, uh, had I known, I would have preferred to have gotten the the 4K release first rather than uh, sticking with the standard Blu-ray. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like you know you, you're not you're not you're not blind mindlessly blind uh, buying all of this stuff. Ooh, ominous brainwave brainwave Uh-oh. beeping. But you, it's kind of you do want to have a heads up notice just in case you know something like that happens. But I guess that's, I guess they they wanted to sell. Exactly. I don't know. That's uh, and again, it's weird. So some films, some films do warrant the 4K upgrade. Others don't. Uh, obviously, this one really benefited from uh, the 4K restoration. Mm. Uh, but then again, that being said. That being said, uh, the the original Blu-ray release, uh, the three-disc limited edition that was released earlier in the year, is still really good. Mm. Um, and of course, the uh, uh, it includes the uh, the score for the film, which uh, is again, it's I have to I have to get this I have to get this right uh, in terms of who's uh, who scored the uh, Oh, so it was Fa- Fabio Fritzi uh, was do- yes returned to do the score, whereas in uh, whereas uh, Walter Rizzati was the one who uh, did the House by the Cemetery. Again, it's sort of, I mean, they're they're both really good scores in their own right. Um, it's just kind of, again, the it's just that guy's got a lot of chest hair. Yeah, I was going to say that that <laughs> is not chest hair on his chest. That is an actual carpet. Yeah, I know. Chest. And I and I should, and I mean it's kind of like I'm half Italian and it's kind of I understand that, you know, some some Italians are hairier than others, but I'm not that hairy. I'm not even close to being that hairy, but <laughs> why is she Okay, so Like she she shouldn't be in the autopsy in room. No. no. She just walks in. There's no one in there to like no mortician to kind of show her like the bodies and all that. Um see she just walks in. <laughs> well exactly. Just whatever. <laughs> That's some, why there is no logic some, in a Fulci film. Exactly. Show some show some respect for the dead. Exactly. Even though they're gonna oh, whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to walk very, very slowly and creep this girl out with this trolley. <laughs> yes. I was going to, again, it's sort of, again, really another Fulci aspect is this thing. He always had, did she, <laughs> she really just like, he hasn't been even embalmed yet. And so she's just like, oh, I'm just going to dress you up just for your. You know, for and also, like, morticians can do that. They can organize putting the suits... I mean, you can bring the suits to them. Yeah. And they'll put the suits on for you. You don't have to do it yourself. Maybe she is a mortician. I don't know. Who knows? The wife maybe could be a mortician. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, that bottle of water, that glass jug of water's falling over. And she can just go in, and the daughter can just go in too. Really? Where is it? Where is security? I mean, really? <laughs> There's no such thing as security in a Fulci film. That's true. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that oh, I forgot. That's actually acid in the jar, not uh, not water. Oh, and yes. again, her face starts to melt. The mum's face. He really does. He really does like the. I mean, it's kind of again, Fulci's gore is. You have to admire the effects, uh, the effort that goes into uh, his his effects, <laughs> and just the, mm, the the facial expressions. But uh, it's really again, it's a combination of the effects, but also just the sounds mm. that he really. And also, does. it lingers too, like it uh, really yeah, she lingers. Sprung a, she sprung a leak too, so yes. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, I guess that's the thing, like. By time, but nobody does gore mm-hmm. like Fulci. Like, I don't think I've noticed no any other horror filmmaker or just any filmmaker in general who does similar gore to what he does in his films. Because it's like you say, Pat. It's it's the combination of so many different things. But also, I think because he he lingers on it for yes. quite a while, mm-hmm. and and the sound, and also like just like it literally. Almost like it's in real time. We're seeing this body melt in real time. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> I don't think that it's, it's kind of like, I was just, <laughs> I, whatever. That daughter <laughs> is traumatized for life. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And for some reason, the doors are now locked. Yes. And that blood, she's being chased uh, wait, by blood. I, I'm pretty sure that she tried, she oh, she had opened the door previous. Oh, well, maybe. Oh, oh, another dead body. It's a zombie from Zombie. <laughs> Yay. And then the next day, she went off to the insane asylum. There you go. Meanwhile. Now, see, she, Catherine McCall here, like, it looks like she's not dubbed over. Like, that's her natural voice. Yes. So maybe this was around the time, like, Italian horror films were definitely kind of moving away from not dubbing everything over and letting, like, a mixture of English-speaking actors record it on set. Mm-hmm. But then if somebody, another actor might get dubbed over later. Because I do remember, like, in House by the Cemetery... Even though that was her voice in the film, she looked like she was dubbed over in that film oh, as yes, well. Oh yes, it was. It was. And uh, you know, if I recall, it was it was very noticeable. I mean, every obviously all the du- <laughs> some dubbing is more noticeable than others, put it that way, mm. but uh when uh you know, in that film it was she uh her dubbing was noticeable. Uh, mm. I don't know. It was but then again, that's Keep on coming back to the whole Fulci charm of the uh, yeah the the uh, the quality of the uh, the the dubbing and the, the dialogue. Uh, I guess it's all part of the uh, it all comes back to that charm. Hmm. Well, according to trivia, 
<laughs> Originally, uh, Fulci wanted actually his zombie star, Tisa Farrow, to play the lead of the role. But by this time, when the movie was about to get made, she had left uh, acting permanently, so she ah. retired from acting. Well, I mean, as as we've as we've alluded to before, it's kind of after you know, uh, actors in Fulci films are kind of they're they're it's not under duress, but uh, they're as I said before, Fulci is a demanding or was a demanding director who uh, was prone to uh, being a little uh, animated on set. Let's say, yeah. And also, like, (laughs) I was going to say there were tears involved, put it that way. Yeah. Well, that's. This poor girl, she has to, like, go to a funeral where both her parents are dead. And I don't even know what happened to the mum. Well, yeah. She died of fright fright, and then just fell over and had acid poured all over her head. Exactly. You think that she would have. she would have woken up, but whatever. I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it's Fulci, so let's roll with it. It, ga- exactly. it gave a, it gave him a good excuse to have. <laughs> yeah, well, I think with Fulci films, there's always kind of like, yeah, they're very incoherent, and ver- and a lot of the time the, they make no sense. They have no logic whatsoever. But sometimes I think that like that may be the point, and maybe they kind of more have this sort of dreamlike surreal atmosphere to mm-hmm. them well in like they operate with... more like on a dream level or something like that mm-hmm. well it's kind of it's and again the, the beyond is obviously no different uh with uh with uh you know obviously with the ending is very sort of ambiguous in terms of just what happens Ooh. and now she's gone blind too the daughter well, I suppose, given everything that happened to her, I can't blame her for going blind. Well, exactly. Maybe that's what happened to... Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you leave a leak unattended. Like, there's a oh, literal exactly. water, literal river flowing under that woman's house. Oh, exactly. And I could... I swear I've seen that staircase before, but whatever. <laughs> well, apparently, according to trivia, when you see the library in this movie it's the same library from a uh, house from sorry house by the cemetery oh okay the, i just need to just need that the more you know star to go, go over my head right now but whatever uh <laughs> i didn't realize that liza again this goes into well, i'm not liza Minnelli. people just wandering around Saying people's names. <laughs> and of course getting scolded. There's another that's another thing. Between this and House of the House by the Cemetery, people do stuff that they're not supposed to do and they get scolded afterwards. Yes. Or they should be doing it, but they still go and do it anyway. Or oh, exactly. something horrible is happening and they barely react to it until like mm-hmm. it's too late. Yep. So it is, uh, they are on Newfoundland time, put it that way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No offense, no offense to Newfoundlanders who are li- who might be listening. <laughs> yes, no offense on this show. So. <laughs> yes, we, 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 are, we try to offend everyone. Yes. Wait a minute, this is a room 237. Ooh. 
Swike. This is this is exposition. Yes. We're going to get exposition about what is going on, and it's still not going to make any sense. Well, exactly. Now, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember if, because House by the Cemetery, uh, the script did have uh, a script doctor, which, you know, probably didn't help with it. It didn't really help. But, uh, no, there was, as you said, as we pointed out many times already, uh, there is a sort of an incoherentness with... Uh, with uh, uh, Fulci's films, but I'm just trying to remember if there was anything uh, in particular with Beyond where uh, where you could have seen you could have foreseen. I'm uh, saying that as a, that as a there's a blind character on the screen here, but I uh, just mm. no pun intended. But I was going to say that uh, you could have uh, foreseen that there would be difficulties given that uh, if the script was uh, need of work. Put it that way. Yeah. So again, we, we going to Wikipedia is probably is probably handy with this, but uh there uh Fulci had no official script while present while filming the beyond, only a treatment that ran three pages in length. So uh and then of course the fact that uh, Fulci spoke Italian, and the majority of the cast were in English. So uh, you do have you do have that, and of mm. course the fact that uh, Fulci, being Fulci, uh, probably nice. I got blood on my hands. That oh wait, it's ketchup. Sorry. That instantly changes. Yeah, I'd be scared too. <laughs> she just runs off. Why not? Into the night. Yep. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that's very wise for her to do that without her dog, but oh, her dog followed well, the, her, so Yeah, well the dog followed her, but even then, like the dog didn't have its leash or anything, so Well exactly. It's almost as like if Fulci doesn't know how blind people work in this movie. <laughs> well I guess well the theory, I guess, is that people go blind when exposed to evil, if you want to call mm. it that. Uh, yeah, which I guess is one of those things that we get an instant replay. <laughs> I was going to say we are getting a literal instant replay of uh, the blind woman leaving the house over and over again. Wait a minute, that okay, whatever. I don't know. It's. it's <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say I was just going to point out that the dog had its its harness on, but I don't know I don't see it. I, I don't I, think it had it in another scene. I didn't recall yeah, I seeing a harness on it. I know continuity. Oh well. It's almost like it was shot at two separate times, and they were like, "Oh shit!" The continuity person was like, "Oh shit, we've got to put a harness on that dog." Well, you know, I mean, they were probably they were probably scared of Fulci. He was probably, you know, whatever. I mean, they could. <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the Italian word for continuity is. So whatever. Yes. Mm, I might have to change that room to two for seven. <laughs> open up this act. Open up this door. I wonder if that's the same hatchet from House by the Cemetery, but whatever. Ooh. Could be. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Fulci kind of reuses similar props and all that throughout his films. Yeah, I don't know. 
oh my gosh, there's so many sheets in here, and they're all dusty. <laughs> oh, sheet, yes. <laughs> yes, I know, bad, lame. So again, she's not really she's not really concerned about uh, about. Uh, that is a lot of dust. <laughs> uh, I know. But the thing is, she's not really concerned about uh, about uh, you know the woman who ran off uh, into the night blind and her dog didn't really whatever. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's like you think like, hmm, a blind woman just ran off into the night. Maybe I should go look for her. No, I'm more interested in what's in this room. That's a, I was going to say, that's another thing. There are no, unless they, I mean, obviously uh, for films like uh, uh, New York Ripper and everything like that, but it just seems like for this entire, for these, the, uh, these trilogy of films, uh, these Gates of Hell trilogy, there really doesn't seem to be, police don't exist apparently in, uh, or emergency services don't exist in these films. So I don't know, maybe it's a, <laughs> You're, I think you're right, because I don't... I mean, it's been a while since I've seen uh, City of the Living Dead, which I think is probably my favourite of the trilogy. Uh, and, you know, I watched uh, rewatched uh, House by the Cemetery earlier this year, and I don't recall seeing any police in that movie. Yeah, I guess it was... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but police don't exist, put it that way. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's the creature from the House by the Cemetery. Yes. And it does look like the creature from House by the Cemetery. It, do, it does. I mean, they've, they've slightly slightly different makeup, but whatever. It, it's almost as if Fulci is just reusing the same props over and over again, out of laziness. <laughs> I love how music in these films, like, a, and then it just peters out very quietly like that, like it's just fading out. So is Lisa actually going to tell John that uh, Emily's ran away and just we have to go find her? <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah. She ran off into the night. That poor woman is probably somewhere in the swamp being eaten by alligators. And these two do not give a fuck whatsoever. Oh, I know. It's just like, let's redecorate. <laughs> and of course, what are the odds that he really, that Lisa didn't tell, uh, uh, Oh, yeah, okay. I was going to say, there was a man here. There was a dead body up there before. I don't recall those nails being there. I swear there was somebody here. Are you sure it was a he? <laughs> I mean, it could have been any dead body. That body was charred up. It could have been anyone, really. Yeah. It could have been a kid, for all we know. It might have been Jim Caviezel. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> well, thank you, th thanks, Captain Obvious, for the... We certainly look old. <laughs> seems so impossible. It, it is quite absurd. You know, the fact that you still haven't gone after... Emily, uh, who's as you said, is probably wandering around in the swamps. But whatever. Let's let's talk about let's talk about this thing I might have seen. And nails. Let's go. We can't forget the nails. Yes, nails. <laughs> oh yes, my imagination. 
Yeah, who exactly? Who, who is Emily? Yes. Yes, it's like, oh, that woman I let right off blindly into the. Oh, no pun intended. Into the. the oh, I forgot about her. I better go yes. find her. Oh yeah, that was the blind woman's name, Emily. Like, never mind that. Where's the book? You had the Necronomicon. Meanwhile. Oh, add again. It's HelloFresh again. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't get this, ad. It's like, it's shot from the feet, going around the supermarket, and there's no point. Well, again, it might be just kind of like, I don't know. Well, you don't really get it. It's kind of, are they showing off shoes? And then it's just HelloFresh. So yeah, maybe, exactly. Maybe HelloFresh is selling shoes. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> And uh, it is, uh, we're back at 45.54. Oh, well, we, now we know Emily's alive. Yeah, really. She just she just took a stroll. And, and somehow she got back all the way to her house. In the middle of the night, in the swamp. And it's just chilling out at the piano, you know, <clears> that sort of thing. In the garden of Eden, honey. Get, meanwhile... <laughs> Now tell me, Liza, do I look like Eric Idle? Martin. You know, Martin, if you were a responsible person, you would have asked about Emily. <laughs> Somebody should have asked out about anyone about Emily in this movie. Well, anyone. Exactly. I mean, the dead people in this movie so far probably have more, would probably be, we've, actually be the ones who will ask what happened to Emily. Well, exactly. It's like, no one's bothered. <laughs> there there are many questions. I have many questions. People have questions. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, hey, it's Fulci. Why not? Ah, ha, ha, yes. Bill Mosley. Oh, wait, that's on him. Uh, I'm. This is awkward and silly. I'm sorry for this whole thing. <laughs> that dude is obviously dumb because he just went, you want to buy the book? <laughs> oh my gosh, he, he, he sounds like the creepy old man from Family Guy. You want it? You want to get some popsicles? <laughs> Got some popsicles down in the basement, you piggly son of a bitch. <laughs> like how this smart guy walks around with a pipe. Oh, I know, really. Oh, I low think blow. I'm the sea sings. Okay. Oh, unlike yeah, really. Emily. Oh. Yeah, really. What are you going Again, it's like no one, whatever. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing up Emily until someone manages to find out what happened to her. Exactly. If people are not asking about Emily at all, all these characters know is that she went off into the night, or at least L L Liza knows that she went off into the night, and she hasn't told anyone about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in this, <clears throat> back in this hole. Well, I think this is more of a job for a plumber, not a cement mixer. Yeah, really. No, again, it's just many questions. No one bothers to ask <laughs> what happened to, what happened to the plumber. Why, why, you know, whatever. Why the, 
Oh, there is Volchi right there as the librarian. And Volchi actually appears in a lot of his films. I've noticed that a lot because he also appeared in House by the Cemetery. He also appeared in New York River. And he also was the lead in um, Cat and the Bride. Yes. And I'm pretty sure no one... (laughs) And I'm sure no one dare question his acting. Definitely not. (laughs) I'm just laughing because, like, it's Lucio Fulci. And like you say, he spoke Italian throughout this entire film and probably... Like I'm just, now he's dubbed over. He's dubbed over makes him sound like Foghorn Leghorn. I say, I say, I will go get you that book. Be careful, Doctor um, Freudstein was hung here again. As by the, by the cemetery, so yes, I would be surprised. Like, because like as you said, like uh, the Beyond and House by the Cemetery came out least in Italy, like a few months apart. I would be surprised if like Fulci literally shot both these movies at the same time and was like, you know what, I'm gonna use this library I'm gonna shoot the scenes for House by the Cemetery with this library earlier today, and then later today I'm gonna shoot the these scenes again for the beyond. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to see if I can oh! <laughs> Uh And Martin died. Oh yeah. And not only did he die, he now has to be eaten by tarantulas. Yes, exactly. This is always sort of I mean, they, even though the spiders are obviously kind of like hokey, there is uh I mean obviously from the the spiders in the background they're just like, you know, <laughs> you get Yeah, like th- those two there are fake, but this one in the front is to- is a very much a real spider. But it's always it, there's just the way that, again, that Fulci presents it and just sort of obsesses over the uh, the scene in general, just in terms of the, the spiders uh, having a, having lunch, put it that way. It's just mm. it makes it kind of you you oh, you forget that it's really I shouldn't say you forget. But I mean, there is some there's you're rep, you're repulsed, if you want to call it that, by mm. uh, his choice of uh, of. Uh, you know, his camera angles, the sounds, obviously the gore effects. It's just all all combined dramatic jazzy music. <laughs> this The score to this movie is just weird. Yes. Well, I mean, when you're being attacked by obvious rubber spiders, uh, <laughs> you, you, you need to have something in there to uh, sort of liven it up. But, uh... It's 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 so obvious because like it is a mixture of real spiders and fake ones, and it's so obvious which one are the fake ones. Well, yeah, but and then of course, but once you just once once the uh, the fun begins, put it that way, it's just sort of you you forget that and yeah. Uh... <laughs> and also like Faulty could have just settled with just the dude falling off the. The, the ladder and hitting his head and then dying. He has to like throw in spiders in there as well. Why not? Exactly. But obviously, yep, there got ew. People spring leaks. That spider bit my lip. I needed that lip. Well, exactly. Just chowing down. I mean, even though it's quite clearly that it's all just rubber and you know just. 
And I'm sure spiders don't do this. Yeah, but it's just kind of like, uh, why not? Ah! Ah, my eye! I needed that eye! This eye sprung a leak. Well, there you go. Uh, Fulci is a, is a... He certainly likes his uh, his leaks, put it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ew! We, again, when you sort of... <laughs> When you were talking about earlier the the eye trauma, yeah, you were you were uh, we were in store for more, put it that way. Yeah, well, it's not just eye trauma; it's literal like the murder of the eye. Yeah, and then of course you know, and then a tongue. Tongue? Why not? <laughs> this is some weird French kissing going on here. Oh, I know. It's. It's still going, and that's the thing about Fulci. He just lingers on these death scenes for so long. Oh, yes. Which, again, it's just uh, it's it's to the point where you forget that it's just sort of... You forget the, the kind of, like, obvious rubber effects and everything like that. Mm. And then you just focus on, you know, that. The visceralness of the, the whole visceral, thing. The visceralness of it, yes, exactly. But uh, yeah. and that being said, Pat, we're about almost an hour into this movie, and I still have no idea what is going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, again, it's just just roll, just roll with it. I mean, it, it's uh, a, creepy stuff is happening, and it has something to do with that motel, and that's pretty much it. Pretty much. But again, mm, there it's better not be any velociraptors in there. Mm-hmm. But I did like Clever that shot. Girls. I did like that shot. <laughs> I did like that shot just uh, just now with the uh, the palm trees just framing. Yeah, there, there we go. Mm. That uh, that one point. Although it's it's kind of obvious that they just stuck that. We need to we need to close in. We need to close in this shot. So somebody just move stick a stick a palm branch over that just to close over the area there. That'll work. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It's just, it's like, okay, okay, uh, uh, Michelle, uh, who played Martin, uh, so we need you to stay, we need you to lie here, and we're just gonna put, like, rubber spiders all over you. Yeah, it, it'll be great. Sure. <laughs> Go for it. Like, my favorite thing, and this is, this would have been brought up if, uh, we were still doing House by the Cemetery, is, like, there was a death scene in that film that actually meant to involve eye trauma, because, you know, why not? Uh, yes. <laughs> but apparently it was cut from the movie because uh, Fulci didn't like the, effect, the effects of it. Oh, I know, which is weird because, I mean, there is a there is a there is a hokiness to uh, some of uh, uh, to a lot of uh, Fulci's effects. But again, it's just as we, we said already, the the fact that he lingers and then the combination of the sounds and music and just you know the the over the it's over the top but at the same time it's very sort of repelling if you want to call it that it's gross out. yeah but it's yeah. A different it's a different kind of gross out if that makes sense i know yeah it's you'd, you you'd have to watch these films folks in order to be able to get what we're saying yeah exactly exactly now this was emily's house right because she's not here and it looks like it's been abandoned for many years. Yes, exactly. 
We've seen that word before. Ebola? Is this Ebola? I don't know what that joke was going for, but... Whatever. <laughs> I think uh, that I'm... station wagon was also in House by the Cemetery as Maybe. well. Maybe, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, let's keep rolling. That's, that's, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Somebody should actually make an edit, like a fan edit, and combine these three movies together, the Gates of Hell trilogy. But set them at the same time or something like that. But that would that would that would make even less sense when you think about it because again, Catherine <laughs> McCall, Catherine McCall would just uh, show up in all three. There's a, there's one simple explanation for that, Pat, and that's uh, make her the, those characters triplets. There you go. And of course now she now is she going the to maid. be slow? Yes, is she going to be slow to react again? Yes. I don't know. He's just like, why weren't you at the funeral, lady? You were, you seem to be, well, then again, you really didn't look like you really cared much about it, but you were more concerned about the, uh, the corpse that bubbled up, but whatever. Exactly. And she's only in there with just a mop and bucket. And it's not even the type of bucket you would use to mop floors with. It's just like, you know, just a random like a rubber gu- bucket. Uh, yeah, exactly. Bucket, a plastic bucket. Yeah. Take off all these sheets. We, we need to sh- we need to show that this room is really dusty. <laughs> See, this is why if like whatever I stay at places or like if I ever Yummy. get a, a house in the ew a house in the future, I'm not gonna make it's gonna be very modern and not a fixer upper like this. <clears throat> Now, you would think that after what she already saw, you think that she would have realized that probably not a good idea to just be sticking your hand and, you know. Uh, yeah, because who knows what's in water, there. Whatever water that is. Yeah, who knows what's in there. A lot of hair. Ew, pubes. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> she just throws it on the ground. At least the tub's going down. Oh, my gosh, exactly. Like, I wonder what's going to show. Ah, there we go. That's it another was, dead was, body. It was that guy's pubes all along. Oh, so, it probably was. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, wait a minute. You were buried. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm ca- I came back because you didn't react to my death earlier. There you go. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I think I'm really sorry. I like how it's his head. He's yeah. all got the makeup and zombified, but the rest of his body is fine. Yes, and of course he's going to start dro- drooling. <laughs> Again, it's just sort of... You could have you could have at least... Yep, yeah, there we go. There we go. You could have pick her up. Done... You could have at least done more with the... Uh... Well, I guess that he was already dressed, so... Wait yeah. a minute, that's not even that's not even the shirt that he was buried with. What the hell? I know! He was wearing a suit. Uh oh, she's about to get nailed. Yes, exactly. Oh, oh an eye trauma. <laughs> but the funny thing is though, when he's pushing her back towards the wall, the nail was way higher than her head. <laughs> sure, why not? Let's let's roll with it. <laughs> Whatever. Are you gonna really? Are you really gonna? 
Like, well, that is true. Like, am I going to make it like make sense out of a full chief movie? I I should stop trying. Well, are you going to really argue with full chief for that matter? Well, like, that is true too. Also, who likes those? Who's going to... Meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile, back at the uh, Borg. I was going to say, who lights those torches? But whatever. <laughs> and those dead bodies are still out. And yeah, it's the what? same. I don't know. Is this? I can't remember this. This guy, I can't remember if this guy was warning to be, uh, warning that I'm going to do an autopsy. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have the cult of fawn. It's okay. Yes, exactly. Maybe on this head. Nope, no cult of fawn here. Ah. He's going to keep a tattoo. Which I did not steal from George A. Romero. There you go. Dun, dun, dun. That tattoo on the zombie's arm was sticking out of his skin. And we're back to an ad. Well, and it's the Hello Fresh. Yes. So, do you like going to morgues and checking out dead bodies? Well, we have products that you can get from Hello Fresh. I mean, to be fair, they did, it does. <laughs> I was going to say, it did, this woman's shoes look like they've been really well uh, used in terms of the bottoms, but everything else is you know, squeaky clean. So I, yeah, whatever. And, and we're back at, uh, one hour, one minute and 56 seconds. Meanwhile. Hmm. I wonder if people are still looking for me. Oh yeah, I know. It's just kind of like, whatever. Stupid ableist people. Yes. He's not going to be a good boy, Dickie, in a second. <laughs> Uh-oh, I hear squeaking. Again, a common theme in Fulci's films. There's a lot of... Who's playing with my automatic piano? Again, it doesn't make sense, but at the same time, it's you can appreciate at least appreciate the the atmosphere that he's going that mm. he's going for. Yeah, well, with Fulci though, like when he does like scenes like this, like creepy scenes, I like the fact that he really does not use music. At all, he just you, lets the sound effects do all the work. Mm-hmm. I'm just laughing at the zombie that just. <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right. Uh, he does have that. Uh, I mean, for a lot of his films, uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot of his films. Many of his films uh, do have the uh, do present the atmosphere, but it's it's kind of I don't want to say it. Honestly, they are undermined by the dubbing. Mm. In some cases, but again, it's that's charm, people. Exactly, exactly. Or, or the or the <clears throat> incoherentness of the story, but whatever. Let's let's just roll with it. Yeah. Who are you? Again, where? What happened to Dickie? And also, where is she? Where is she right now? Because she's not at her house anymore. No, really. I mean, whatever. It's just. <laughs> 
<laughs> if I stand very still, she won't notice me. Oh, well, sorry. Poor choice of words. Sorry. I mean, if I stand very still, she won't hear me. There we go. Much easier. More politically correct. And I don't know why I'm talking with a New York accent, but that's how I roll. <laughs> oh, another zombie. I don't want you to take my contact lenses. Yeah, that that guy, that guy really gets around. <laughs> don't come any closer. Even though we're all standing still and not doing anything. That, meanwhile, the dog couldn't care less. Mm. <laughs> that dog does not give a shit. Which is not surprising what he does next. Well, exactly. Like, I can't take no more. Duh. That zombie's eyes, he was like, just looking up, like, duh. We get it, you don't want to go back, stop yelling at us. Well, exactly, D- Dickie's probably going to do it. Again, we're saying this now, it hasn't really happened yet, but it'll happen soon, don't worry. It's about to. That dog really could just, like, whatever. I don't know. Attack Dickie. Attack Dickie! Whoa! I don't think that's... I don't think... uh, Yeah, I really don't think that uh, seeing eye dogs do that, but whatever. Dickie was also trained as a guard dog. Well, there you go. Yeah, because that dog responded when you... when Emily said attack, so that dog is definitely a guard dog training. Although she's probably like, I probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, Dinky, you're not, you're not gonna kill me next, are you? <laughs> yeah, oh no, Dinky's like- turned into a zombie. Let's just smears Dickie with with red. That'll that'll work. Yes. Yes. Once again, poor choice of words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, obviously just a sock puppet. <laughs> well, yeah, again, but it's just hey, more leaks. Yes. But again, it's and just gushing out like it's a. But again, you have to appreciate. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, ah, my ear, no. See, that's the thing. Any other director would have just cut at the front, being torn out. But Fozzie's like, nope, we're gonna keep going with this. Sure. <laughs> Great. Now, not only am I blind, I can't hear now too. Well, there you go, and I can't speak. <laughs> that's oh. Was that intentional? Do you think the fact that? The dog ripped out her throat and also took out her ear, so she could not longer talk or hear. Ah. I don't know. I mean, let's let, let's go. Like it's let's go with it. It's Fulci, so let's go with it. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but if it isn't, I'm gonna say it is because it actually adds an interesting element to the whole movie. <laughs> but even then, she's probably dead anyway. So. Well, exactly. But. Uh... And as I was as I was saying, you do, you do have to admire that uh, 
that Fulci goes for the gusto when it comes to these things. I know I say like, oh, people spring leaks, but uh, at least he's, you know, he's giving he's giving the people their money's worth. Put it that way. Mm. Um, it's not quite. It's <laughs> it's not quite. Well, people, uh, oh, go yeah, ahead. I mean, there's a there's a reason why uh, Fulci has the reputation as being the godfather of gore. Mm-hmm. And what you were saying before, Pat, before I interrupted you. No, I was gonna say I, I was gonna say I was just kind of reiterating what I had said before is there's a difference in Fulci's gore versus somebody like Tom Savini, uh, but then there's also hello. Well, I think with uh, Tom Savini's gore, like he goes for a much more believable kind of look with the gore. Mm-hmm. Yes. While Fulci definitely goes for more fantastical. Yes. That being said, it's just kind of you're repulsed either way, but you mm. know, like I don't want to go as first swim in poo water. In yucky water. In poo water, yes. And also, stupid plumber. Yeah, really. You're why definitely is... getting that zero on Yelp. Yeah, really. Why is no one bothered to? Again, this goes back to the why are there no police? Why is no one bothered to? fix that whatever let's call it the river <laughs> yes because there's a little river down there it's not like a little bit of patch of water it's a little fucking river down in the basement but again it's just it really is just like just just put a disclaimer just fulci and then people are like oh, well, that, that <laughs> exactly <explains." laughs> when in doubt and you need an answer to anything with this movie fulci yeah there you go <laughs> That's the only answer. Well, she doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, you spoke to her. I don't think she's going to speak anymore. Emily exists. I saw her. Well, she did see you. Oh! oh. I apologize for that joke. So. <laughs> so, again. <laughs> he just talked with a British accent. Just said, I knew you were there. <laughs> But again, it's just sort of like there was a guy that was literally trying to drown you three minutes. Well, no, I shouldn't say three minutes, literally minutes ago. And you're just like, whatever. She's completely forgotten about it. I think Miss McCall has short term memory issues. (laughs) I'm just trying to think, has Catherine McCall been in any other movies other than the Fulci ones she's done? I'm assuming she has. I'll have to look up what other movies she's been in, like outside of you know the ones she did with Fulci. She's been in, uh, she has been in uh, films other than Fulci's, uh, but again, it's the last, the last. Uh, she in movie? Oh, she was in Hawk the Slayer. Yeah, and she, she was, got in, she was Hulk... in that movie. I'm trying to remember if I, because I remember. Horse head. Uh, I'm trying to remember if that was the same horse head that was uh, again to IMDb. Oh, the movie horse head. Yes, the movie uh, I'm horse assuming head. it is. Yes, I get. I, it's been it's been a long time since I've seen horse head, so no wonder I get. Uh, but she's in. She was in her, the last movies that she was in uh, was in horse head. Uh, the uh, the Roman Bassett film. Yeah, well, she's been in other stuff. I'm sort of looking at her, like, filmography. She's, like, was in uh, Theater Bazaar, The Love Punch, A Good Year, the Ridley Scott film, and an mm-hmm. underrated little uh, horror movie I saw. Like, 
But it seems like though, like the like her only really big moves. Like everything else is kind of like supporting minor moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> just laugh. I'm just laughing at the scene. Just whatever. I don't know. Let's get out of here. Oh, and even the river sprung a leak. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Sorry. That's brilliant. The but, river it, but it's just, again, sort of, this doesn't make sense. Like, okay, that painting, I know that's important and everything, but it really hasn't. And, of course, the painting starts bringing a leak. <laughs> everything springs a leak in this well, movie. Exactly. So, again, it's just sort of, the ideas are there, but they're just all sort of, like yeah, that. I would even say compared to um, City of the Living Dead and House by the Cemetery, I would say Beyond is definitely, oh, ooh, that's creepy. Shadows in the windows. Yes. That's creepy. It is. But uh, I would say that be- the Beyond is probably even more incoherent than those two movies. Mm-hmm. And City of the Living Dead, from what I remember, because it has been ages since I've seen that film, Seemed very, much more coherent compared to, like, Beyond and House by the Cemetery. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh again, 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 disclaimer, Fulci. So yes, <laughs> but, but I think I'll add, and it's oh, it's, it's another. Different. I think it's another Hello Fresh ad. I think. I don't know this this uh, bok choy. If is this bok choy? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it is Hello Fresh. It is Hello Fresh, but it was just like whatever. Oh, and we have a cookie ad. Oh, it's light easy now. Which is an Australian uh, ah. <laughs> uh, food delivery service. Nice. Although I'm very disappointed, and this will be disappointing to uh, Marcy and Batch when they hear this episode, that there was <laughs> no uh, wild secrets ads throughout the beyond. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just kind of like, I don't know, light and easy. Hmm. I don't know if it, I don't know if you would describe light and easy uh, uh, Fulci with uh, in the same sentence, but whatever. I don't know. Exactly. And uh, we're back at one minute, 14 minutes and three seconds. I mean, one hour, 14 minutes and three seconds. Sorry. Whatever. I'm Let's get to the I'm... hospital. Let's get to the hospital. Nothing bad will happen to us here. Oh, no. Again, it's like, it's like I. I really should stop complaining. It's just like no one's bothered to ask about, you know, what happened to the girl, the little girl. What happened to what happened to Emily? What happened to, you know, why was yeah, like, the Borgo? But why is anything anything? Yeah, like if the guy Arthur went to the, Emily's house and found it abandoned, where was Emily at when we saw her get murdered? <laughs> Whatever. Was that her house or somewhere else? Again, you know, it's faulty, and I think the I think the only way to kind of accept the the insanity and incoherentness and the, so much logic gaps of this film is just really take it from the viewpoint that it's basically dream logic, like it's yes. basically operating on that and also acting more like a a surreal dream sequence. Case in point, you know, who uh, let's uh, pulls a gun from his office in a hospital because why not? Exactly. Like, I, I mean, I guess it's the, I guess, I don't know, maybe, maybe in Louisiana they have guns in, in uh, doctor's offices. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
And for some reason, like, I have to tie this movie back to uh, the previous movie we did on this episode, on this show, which was uh, Frankenhooker. <laughs> so I have okay. to find out how to do that. So I might have to have a little bit of a big... Oh, the zombies are back! <laughs> well, good shooting that you almost shot her ear off! Yeah, really. I... He's gonna eat... Yeah. I think he's surprised. Well, I think the zombies are ah, that guy's really surprised. <laughs> and that glass literally hit her in the face. I hope it was sugar glass. Oh, I hope so. It's pretty thick. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, let's just whatever. Now I've got. And, I, I was gonna say, let's everyone... count all the bullets. Let's count all the bullets he's shot because he's shot at least. Four. Yeah. Five. Okay, that's five. Is it going to be one more? Six. Oh, he died. He made, he made that count. Oh, that was seven. Maybe there's eight rounds in that gun. I don't know. That's a pretty uh, whatever. I'm not a gun. I'm not a gun expert, so I can't really tell. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you in the heart, the ch- the stomach, and the head. There you go. Now he's out. Oh great. Oh geez, I can't go back for my bullets. I better go out this way. Should have gotten in the elevator, buddy. Well, it was his own stupid fault. And I love that this movie, like, yeah, we saw kind of zombified people before, but it's now literally in the last five minutes. It's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have zombies rise out of the grave. Uh-oh. Hmm. Maybe again, I shouldn't have come in here. Again, it's just sort of... <laughs> Really, yeah. Oh, there's the little girl. Yes, she's been here the whole time. And again, where are the parents? Well, the parents are dead. (laughs) Well, the dad's back as a zombie now. I'm assuming the mother is somewhere. Who knows? See, I like how the, like, Liza knows who Jill is, the daughter. But it, it almost comes across as like, oh, she was best friends with her dad, the plumber, but they only met once. <laughs> oh my gosh, that nurse has a butcher's knife. Oh wait, sorry, no, a cleaver. I don't know what's going on. I'm just hiding here. Oh, I, I let a little girl into the, into the morgue and then all this shit happened. <laughs> and for some reason, I look like William H. Macy. From. I was gonna say, where did he get the bullets? Did he just met? They just they, it's it's now a video game. They just regenerated. Put it that way. Exactly. This is where our re- the Resident Evil series got some of their ideas there, for there the we go. games. And that just wind just blew. ah ah <laughs> four leaks four leaks. One of those leaks was not even caused by the glass shards of glass. Again, it's just you know it's just bullshit. Faulty. It's all faulty. And again, that's I, how we got to explain everything that happens in this movie. Faulty. Exactly. I don't think that would have killed him, but whatever. Let's go with that. But it wasn't like they were deep into him. Yeah. Like well, well, I guess maybe let's pretend maybe that's the some of the shards ended up in his chest. I don't know. Mm. That's exactly. 
damn it, you're not a zombie. I can't shoot you. Oh, wait, now he's picking up another round. Did he just put the gun into the, like, the where the, the bullets shoot out? That's where he was putting the bullet. Sure, let's, why not? That's not how guns work. I don't think, well, I don't know. I mean, we're, well, we're, we're, you're from Australia, I'm from Canada, so we really don't have that, well, I don't know. We do have guns, we but don't, they're not. Yeah, well, I mean, we have, you know, I mean, in Australia, we have strict gun laws and all yeah. that. As but even do. then, as somebody who is, doesn't really use guns at all, like, even I know how to at least, like, go, load, like, load a that's gun. A, yeah, load a gun, yeah. What, whatever, let's, uh, let's, again, why does this guy, this guy really is kind of like a poor aim, he's just like, I'm gonna shoot yeah. some guys in the chest, and then I'm gonna work my way up, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, like, shoot them in the head, you shot a few in the head, like you did just now, and they fell over and died. Just keep doing that. It's kind of and it's like, not like the zombies are that quick. They're, like, very slow. I like how they just went back in the same room as before. <laughs> that, that autopsy that autopsy theater must be really, uh, really big. I don't know. <laughs> There's, like, bodies in every room. <clears throat> admittedly this is i i admittedly i like this it's kind of cool that they do have these uh i always like these shots with uh the bodies coming to life and eh, see why could again like why waste why waste bullets on body shots rather than just going for the head whatever i don't know exactly this guy, this guy probably has not seen very many zombie films hey it's shrek no, that's that's the same zombie from House by the Cemetery. I'm convinced. It's slightly different music, music slightly different makeup, I should say. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the, it would have been the same model, but they probably had to do it up a little bit to so it doesn't look similar. Well, he's got he's gotten the flower pot treatment, put it that way, in terms of the amount of dirt that's on him. But again, why <laughs> this guy? This guy sucks. I'm sorry. This guy this guy <laughs> deserves to die because he cannot. He cannot figure out where the head is. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wait a second. I just realized the same year that uh, Fulci made, I mean, released The Beyond and The House by the Cemetery, he released another film in 81, uh, The Black Cat. Oh, yeah. Again, that's another one that I... Oh, (laughs) Whoa! Ah, Whoa! Good head explosion. Shot. The money shot. She just blew off that little girl's head. <laughs> Again, for no real reason. That's just like let's whatever. It's bulgy. <laughs> ah. uh, that girl was creeping me out. We had to get rid of her. Oh, so now he drops the gun. I guess he. I guess he realized. Arthur, he's, you I killed guess he the zombie codes. Uh, Arthur, you killed the zombie little girl. Uh, she was a zombie. <laughs> Again, how is it? Is this the same? Oh, it's the dream world. At least they re- at least they were smart enough to see, to see that happen, or to realize what just happened. It's yes, it is crazy. Why are okay, we so, here in this Fulci movie? So between 1978, or I. And in 1986, Fulci made 12 movies. Wow. 
And not only that, he made a lot of movies in quick... Actually, you know what? I take that back. Between 72 to 86, because he had two, like, years where he had off, he made... That's reasonable. (laughs) 21 movies between 72 and 86. I guess uh, so. That would be yeah. almost an average of two movies a year. He's busy. Yeah, I don't like. I gotta admire a filmmaker who works that quickly and in that mm-hmm. and literally working on movies back to back. Because you know, a lot of directors they'll sometimes take a few years to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, a, but Faulty does like a Steven Soderbergh where he just like releases them. Like, not only year after year but sometimes two or three in the same year well, i guess pe- i guess he like scared a lot of people it's like okay we're gonna shoot this movie and we're it's gonna be released this year mm. you better do it or else <laughs> meanwhile they're now the arthur and liza are somehow in a real life version of the painting we've seen a whole billion times because they went into like a door and i mm. guess they're <laughs> soft like, hand flips music yeah I find that interesting because, you know, you got the Gates of Hell trilogy. The first started City of the Dead, then this film, and House by the Cemetery. Like, it's House by the Cemetery being the last of the trilogy feels like a weird way to kind of end the trilogy on, because that feels like that's the movie you start off with, yes. then City of the Living Dead, and then The Beyond. Because mm-hmm. I would say The Beyond kind of has more of that Gates of Hell feel. And, you know, House by the Cemetery, it's kind of a smaller scale kind of hate mm-hmm. story. I, I'm just laughing just because we just, we've just seen two, three cuts of them turning around, trying to find, oh. And now they're both blind. But it's, uh, obviously, the, this one, uh, the Beyond, does have that... Uh, as you mentioned before, uh, that dreamlike feel to mm. it, yeah. along with the incoherentness. But it's, uh, no, whereas, whereas House by the Cemetery has a sort of almost, I guess they could say, a Lovecraftian feel to it. I mean, that it, yeah. it, does, it does have that, uh, a similar sort of ending. Well, I shouldn't say similar, but it has an ending like this, where it's ambiguous, well, again, because you really don't know what what just happened, but uh, there is a sort of it's left ambiguous in a sort of uh, I can't I, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. That's <laughs> a, I know what you mean. It's like it's ambiguous and also that sort of dreamlike kind of yes, logic. Yes, exactly. Aspect. But then, as I was saying before, there was there's that sort of it's when it when I say Lovecraft. People immediately think of like the Cthulhu missiles, but what I mean, yeah. people do. Lovecraft did more than Cthulhu people, and but he did write he did write some uh, some ghost stories, and so there was that uh, there there is some aspects of that in House by the Cemetery, but also this one. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, coming up next on Tubi, uh, Phenomena, <laughs> Frightmare, Caco Lantern, Castle Freak. There's our love Lovecraft. Uh, there you go. Connection there, and I drink your blood. And those are well, the ones that uh, Tubi recommends we watch after this movie.
Well, Phenomena is not not a bad uh, choice in, after all. I mean, it's yeah. Argento and uh, yeah. Again, and that was my first uh, um, Argento film. Oh, really? Phenomena. Yeah, that was the first one I ever saw. I, but I, I think the version I saw when that when I saw it was Creepers. That was the version I saw ah, as a teenager. I see. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was uh, Cat of Nine Tales, which again is sort of. I mean, it's it's not. You're getting into it's giallo, which is, you know, it's it is sort of there's horror aspects to giallo, but I mean, you know, it's still giallo. But then that was only my, I'm rambling, but that, that was essentially my first Argento film. But then of course <laughs> afterwards, uh, I got into uh, his horror proper. Yeah. But that's a sure. story for another day. Exactly, that's a story for another day. But uh, yeah, that is uh, the beyond. I hope everyone enjoyed this uh, this episode of the Two B Tuesdays podcast, which is of course is out. I believe this might be our last one for Spooky Month. I'm not exactly sure. We'll just find out on the next episode. But uh, thank you all for listening to this episode, and also thank you Pat for coming back on. Well, thank you for having me uh, and joining me on this episode. Well, thank you again. Thank you for having me. It was. Uh... It was uh, a nice, uh, nice way to spend a uh, Saturday night. At least, I I don't know if it's it's Sunday morning for you. That's right. So. Yeah, it's Sunday morning. Oh, actually, it's Sunday after. Well, it's Sunday afternoon now because it's after twelve. So. Ah, okay then. Well, it was it. It's still Sunday. It's still Saturday evening. So, uh, where I am. But uh, yes, it was a. It's always nice to. It's always nice to spend an evening watching films with UB. And with Marcy. Well, thank you, Pat. And with yes, with Batch. With Batch, wherever, yes. Wherever they may be. Yes. I, I hope uh, Louis Lasser is not terrifying <laughs> them too much, but I guess we'll find out on the next episode. But, uh, yeah, so now before we wrap up the show tonight, uh, Pat, where can people find you on the internet this week? You can find me uh, and my useless opinions on Twitter, at Pat Torfey. Uh, you can also... if. If you're so inclined, you can also check me out on Bloody Disgusting, where I talk about video games and uh, video game-related news, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's where you can find me. Uh, Bede, where can they find you? Well, if they want to find me personally, they can find me on my Twitter page at twitter.com slash Jemine, and of course my uh, Letterboxd account at letterboxd.com slash Jemine, and of course you can find all my work over at supermarcy.com with all my reviews and columns. And, of course, you can find the 2B Tuesday podcast and all the other podcasts we do on the Super Network on all podcast streaming services everywhere. So definitely give the show a listen and also uh, uh, subscribe to the show and also give us a rating as well. And also, a little bit of bonus for the listeners, uh, keep a lookout this Sunday, at least at the time of recording, on October 30th, when the first de- the first episode of my new solo podcast, Bead versus the Living Dead, drops uh, the first episode. So, <laughs> so stay tuned for that, where uh, we talk about the 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 movie that started it all, Night of the Living Dead. Which, of course, if anyone doesn't know what Bead of the Living sorry Bead versus the Living Dead is about, it's where I dive into every remake, uh, re-edit, reimagining, homage, spoof, and unofficial follow-up to night of the living dead so keep a look out for that and we'll see you next tuesday everyone see everybody bye
Eliza, aren't you? Yes. My name is Emily. I've been looking for you. Go back to where you came from and hurry. Leave this place. Sixty years ago, everybody in this hotel disappeared. Every last person. A painter called Spike, who lived here, closeted in his room, had found a key. Accidents. You think you'll um, give it up now? I couldn't do that if I wanted to. Well, I won't give in. The To Be Tuesdays podcast is proudly sponsored by Surfshark VPN. Why would you have a VPN in this day and age? Well, a lot of people are quite concerned about tracking and their online privacy, and using a VPN ensures that you are safe and secure online. Surfshark VPN provides a lot of extra added layers of security, as well as ad blocker and a kill switch if your information is ever compromised. The other added bonus of having a fantastic VPN with Surfshark is if a movie we're watching on the 2B Tuesdays podcast is not available in your country, you can switch on that VPN, go to the country that it is in and watch the movie. Surfshark VPN also allows you to do this on other streaming platforms where if you're missing some content in that library, you can turn this on and have a look at what else is on offer. Surfshark VPN is one of the most reliable and cheapest of the VPNs out there with up to 81% off offer when you subscribe for 24 months. Please use the link surfshark.deals/supernetwork to take advantage of this amazing deal. Thank you, Surfshark. Surfy Shark, do 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 do. Surfy Shark, do 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 do. Now back to the To Be Tuesdays podcast.